Hello everybody and welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing Wildfire by Hannah Grace, the second book in like the Maple Hills College series. Yes, just the Maple Hill series. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what the official title is. It's like UC MH. Alright, whatever. <laughs> okay, I give up. Well, that's on Goodreads. Maple Hills hashtag two. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you're ready, blurb it up. All right. Oh, this is a nominee for the 2023 Goodreads Choice Award. Oh. Favorite in best romance. Fingers crossed. All right. The latest in the Maple Hill series follows two summer camp counselors who reconnect after a sizzling one-night stand. Maple Hill student Russ Callahan and Aurora Roberts cross paths at a party celebrating the end of the academic year, where a drinking game results in them having a passionate one-night stand. Never one to overstay her welcome or expect much from a man, Aurora slips away before Russ even has a chance to ask for her full name. Imagine their surprise when they bump into each other on the first day of the summer camp where they are both counsellors, hoping to escape their complicated home lives by spending the summer working. Russ hopes if he gets far enough away from Maple Hills he can avoid dealing with the repercussions of his father's gambling addiction, while Aurora is tired of craving attention from everyone around her and wants to go back to the last place she truly felt at home. Russ knows breaking the camp's strict, camp strict no-staff-fraternising rule will have him heading back to Maple Hills before the summer is over. But unfortunately for him, Aurora has never been very good at caring about the rules. Will the two learn to peacefully coexist, or did their one-night stand start a fire they can't put out? Lovely. Plus feelings and emotions. <laughs> I paused so I can let you slip that one in first, Kenzie. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start my thoughts and feelings off with, like, a joke. All right, Kenzie, why would the vegetarians and the vegans enjoy this book? You look so confused. Because <laughs> there's no meat? Because there's no steaks. Oh. <laughs> it's a very steakless book, <laughs> which is cute. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, it is it is giving just summer camp, no worries, no consequences, which is quite different from Icebreaker because Icebreaker, you know, like the grand finale is obviously, you know, Stasi's dance routine or ice skating competition etc and with this book there was nothing like that in comparison so I'm still kind of stewing in my feelings about how I truly feel about it in the moment I thought it was cute adorable I enjoyed it I thought the pacing was quite nice um we didn't have to deal with a full-on perspective of Russ and like Aurora looking after the kids all the time like there was a lot of interactions interpersonal relationship interactions and stuff as well but yeah cute just no stakes that might not be no real like plot plot I guess yeah I don't know it is definitely very different to Icebreaker and I don't know if it's fair or unfair on Russ to have like a full or a similar story to Nate's I don't know his story was more obviously academically driven and consequential and this one's just like yeah fluffy summer camp so yeah I don't know how I feel but in the moment it's cute and adorable I enjoyed it what about you thoughts feelings and emotions all right my thoughts feelings and emotions are as follows I agree with you there wasn't a lot of plot which was fine, and it just, yeah, remind me of those summer camp feels, I guess, where time is moving forward, but you kind of feel, like, stuck in time as well, because it's kind of the same routine every day, and you get up, you do the same things, you go to sleep, wake up again the same day, like, it just felt like any sort of holiday program I've ever been on or anything. <laughs> So I get that, and I'm and not saying that's a bad thing, it was a very, it's a holiday read, it's a vacation read, um, and I like that... We had the little cameos from all the other characters yes. from Maple Hills 1, um, from Icebreaker, which was good. Little tidbits of every character and stuff. And I have seen a lot of conversation online about how there was no plot, really. Mm. <laughs> I have a, my qualm is that take a shot for every time they say the word wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> I've only, only really saw it a couple of times. I saw a lot of like burning, like I'm, I'm not going to let people burn me or I'm not going to oh, burn yeah. people. So I didn't really, I only really saw Wildfire once. Oh, and then for the title and then the way Aurora spoke about like wildfire or whatever and how there was once a wildfire, I thought that was going to be a big main plot point because in Icebreaker, a big plot point was the ice breaking and Stasi falling through. <laughs> yeah. Like that was kind of like the third act. In saying that really quickly, it would be pretty gnarly of Hannah Grace to just have a huge like bushfire whip through this summer camp though. So, yeah, I thought that maybe, like, the third act would have started with the wildfire or something. And no stakes kind of situation, but, like, maybe they lose, like, a couple of cabins or something. Something Like, small. staff cabins. Yeah. <laughs> staff cabins and they all have to bunk together. They have to have a gendered, they're not segregated camping. They have to purple. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, I sure had fun. I enjoyed it. Probably give it a four stars if I had to. Um, gun, gun, gun to your gun head. To my head. <laughs> um, yeah. In the beginning, it was so funny. All the counselors were training together. There was like one chapter in particular where they mentioned the word icebreaker a few too many times because it's the game mm. that they have to connect with each other. It's like, oh, this is a not a bad icebreaker game or icebreaker this, icebreaker that. And I just thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, the motif of wildfire and burning, it's like, where is the fire that's going to happen? That's going to ravage this entire campsite at least. Or even if it's a field and they have to evacuate, but it turned out to be fine. Yeah. Maybe a kid lit a trash can on fire and there's a bit, again, evacuation thing. Trash can. All right, Miss Americana. <laughs> I don't understand. I call it a garbage bin. Or Sorry. a rubbish bin. Sorry, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm very into the American mindset right now. <laughs> um, do you have any qualms? My only qualm is just me being fucking nitpicky. All right, this is it, really, for now. Unless I think up more as I go. We have... A beautiful character name called Aurora, right? <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Why is she fucking named Rory? Why is she nicknamed Rory? Why? That's all Auroras I know are named Rory. I've never heard that in my life. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That's my qualm. I just You've never Ro- heard Rory. Rory, no. What about Rory Gilmore from Gilmore Girls? <laughs> I haven't watched Gilmore Girls. Is, are you telling me her name is Aurora? No, her name is Lorelai. I'm even more confused. How does Rory fit into Lorelai? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah, well, to be fair, I don't think I've ever known someone named Aurora. But, like, I think it's a pretty name. Like, I grew to love that name. And then it's like Rory and then Raw, Row or whatever. Too many nicknames. I know at least I'm choking. <laughs> it's going to be a successful potty episode. Yes. <coughs> Jesus Christ. It's been a while since I know at least <laughs> three Auroras who get Rory. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> They're no children way. of people I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's my qualm. Now I feel stupid, but I stand by it. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> Aurora is such a pretty name. I thought you were going to say um, that her name is a beautiful Aurora and yeah. his is Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> My friend read, sorry, this is just a name as well, Throne of Glass. Um, and obviously, like, there's Rowan, um, who's a sexy, sexy man. Anyway, but her son is named Rowan, and she named her son Rowan before she read the books. <laughs> so she so feels now, a bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I have a big yeah. crush on this ancient fame man, and they're like, there's your son <laughs> right there. Mm. Yeah. Ah, that's funny. Um, anyway, okay, well, I have a few qualmy qualms. Actually, now that I think about it, I do have a few, but you may go proceed. Okay. Obviously, my first one is there was no wildfire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no ravaging fire to up the stakes. Disappointing. My second one is I I liked the exploration of their issues with their father fathers in their lives. Also, quickly, everyone has fucking daddy issues in this universe. I swear (laughs) to God. Yes. However, I didn't like that they both had daddy issues. Yep. Felt like too much. And so then that's both what they were like um, bonding over. Bonding and also, like, what was causing miscommunication as well because they weren't telling each other what's going on. Um, I admire and appreciate the um, highlighting of, yeah, Russ's father troubles and then how he was dealing with that and blah, blah, blah. And I think that that could have been... I would have liked... I think it would have had more impact if that was, like, the driving force of the book and of his... And it was of his character, but within without Aurora's, because his was, like, his dad was an addict and he kept asking Russell for money and so Russell, like, felt this responsibility on his shoulders all the time and then Aurora's was just her dad, what, got a new girlfriend, like, broke up with their mum, got another girlfriend and he likes the girlfriend better than he likes Aurora. Yeah, it's it's there's no real comparison. Uh, yeah, and so then she's like, "Oh, I need to always have people's attention," which like I understand. All right, <laughs> I I am <laughs> the poster child of daddy issues, <laughs> but it's just yeah, in competitive um, suffering is not narration points. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it, I don't think hers was quite hitting the mark. Yeah, no, it seemed also I don't know in a way juvenile. Just like I just want dad's attention. And the only way I can get that is act out. And then, yeah, he'll hook on to her for a little while and then piss off. But understandable 
in that she feels that he loves his other family more than like her and her sister and stuff like that's fair and valid but it's just yeah the main point is that she wanted his attention and yeah that could definitely didn't hit. also like how she thinks that her sister like gets along with her dad or whatever but then at some point her sister calls her and says oh i'm not going to the engagement party are you rora says no i'm not and then they bond over that they realize that they both don't like their dad yeah which I feel like I've had that conversation with people, you know, you, I, not a sibling, but you, like, I don't know, you see a friend after a few years and you'll talk about someone that maybe you went to high school with or college with or whatever and you think that your friend liked them, but then the friend's like, no, I didn't like them at all. I thought you liked them or whatever, that kind of thing, and then you bond over. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutual hatred. <laughs> Love mutual hatred. But, yeah, the daddy issues, yeah, between the both of them. It just felt too similar, despite them having two different circumstances. And the same can be said about their mothers as well, in a way. Russ's mother just enabled Russ's dad the entire time, etc. Like, really blasé about what's happening and how it's affecting Russ. And then Aurora's mum is just, like, living the divorcee life, you know, not really having to give a shit or keep up with whatever he's doing. Yeah, and stole a cat. (laughs) And stole a cat, yeah. I thought that was pretty silly. (laughs) Like, do we really need this little tidbit this bit of information about her mother and obviously Aurora feels suffocated and like her relationship with her mother anyway feels strained-esque in a way and like she feels like her mother suffocates her but that's I guess because oh because then I was going to say that even though Aurora has these daddy issues daddy still pays for her college (laughs) (laughs) reminds me of Nate in a way Mm. Nate, Nate also have his college paid for by somebody I don't remember much of Icebreaker it was his dad see, everyone has an issue with their father. Must be nice. Rewinding back to when you said that you liked all the characters from Icebreaker being involved, I liked that it was definitely in the beginning of the book as well. That way we get to re-familiarise ourselves with everybody, see what everybody's up to. This is obviously way before uh, Nate and Stasi's epilogue, of course. Mm. Um, this is pretty much end of that year, I think, um, where Nate has been has accepted to play pro- go pro for Vancouver, etc., etc., and yeah, it was just nice re-familiarizing characters and their behaviors and stuff like that. And I like that it was mainly in the first chapter and then it was just sprinkled in a couple of times in the middle and then at the end. I enjoyed it also. However, I was like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> yeah, it was like, JJ, <laughs> who's Maddie? Been, yeah, it was so long since I'd read Icebreaker. And obviously I know the characters, but I don't remember their intricate details and stuff. And now as well, so now that Daydreamer or Daydreaming or whatever has been announced, the third one. Okay. And everyone's losing. Have you not seen the discourse? No. Oh, we have to talk about it. Okay, anyway. and we'll talk about it at the end. <laughs> yeah. Now that that's come out. And so there's, yeah. Um, Who is internet. Daydreamer about? Character-wise. Okay, cool. That's what I expected. Alright. Anyway, um, so, yeah, now that it's coming out, there's lots of arguments about that. So I enjoy that they're uh, all getting their own book, because I'm like, okay, now I can re-familiarise myself with these characters, but also I enjoy it, but I, I just don't. I'm obje- uh, objectively not involved. I don't care. In the nicest possible way. <laughs> in terms of the discourse, you don't care? No, in terms of the characters being in oh, it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because oh, right. I just yeah. care. Oh, yeah, I just care about... Oh, the main characters. Yeah, for sure. And you just care about, like, yeah, their story in the moment. Like, this is Russ's story. Yeah. Or his love story. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the character continuity of Russ in particular, because oftentimes characters will be introduced, or the side characters in in other books, they're perceived a certain way, like they could be shy or they could be like arrogant or whatever and then when it comes to their book from their perspective it feels completely different like they don't feel like the character they were in the original book yeah or where we first met which them. we've which we've experienced before yeah in other books yeah yeah but i really liked that yeah russ remained shy he may remained like composed and level-headed and he's not like an arrogant hockey player jock bro he's just a kid mm. who's just buying his like just living his life trying to do the best he can for his family and for himself and he's just scared to be in love and stuff and it's so fucking cute yeah poor guy he's and it's like he's got his insecurities and anxieties and obviously the stress with his father it was nice that we got to learn that information about him because obviously throughout icebreaker you wonder why like why is he so quiet and reserved and yeah shy yeah you learn that backstory did you just say this Maybe. What? Go on. About how he got blamed, sort of, for the ice rink being... Yeah. Oh, I didn't say that, but yeah, it was reiterated. Yeah, yeah in the first one, because of the, like... He slept with somebody, pregnancy. and then the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah harassment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this book almost reads like you don't have to read Icebreaker at all. You could just like go straight into this book and you'll be fine. I think that they're all going to be that because they're all kind of part of this Maple Hills universe. Mm. But yeah, it's not, you know, Nate and Starcy one, two, and three. Yeah, no, no. So they could all, yeah, you could pick up any one of them, which I like in a universe book. Yeah, like, because then it could be a bit of a, it could be a bit of a drag if you have to know, if you have to read book one to get book four's, like, subtle reference or inside joke or whatever. And I did enjoy that this book is completely separate in terms of just location and plot idea, I guess, because in Icebreaker, it's about Nate and Stasi in college doing their ice skating and their hockey thing, and obviously. You know the 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 ice rink situation happened, and then they're forced to be together. Blah 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 blah. Whereas this one is more, yeah, just he's they're off at summer camp. They're all doing their own things. It's a good excuse for every character, especially for the icebreaker like, characters being elsewhere and don't have to be as involved. Yeah, and it's a wonderful little happenstance that they both ended up at the same summer camp. Yeah, sure. In their universe's happenstance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for us, we knew it was always going to happen. Yeah. Um, and both for different reasons as well. So. Absolutely. He's he's there because he attended as a child and to, stuff. Yeah, but he just wants to escape his father. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Aurora went as a child. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Aurora wants to quote unquote find herself. <laughs> this is her Europe getaway. <laughs> yeah. This is a summer of Aurora. A funny thing about this book is that I think Hannah Grace was trying to get on the Formula One train because Aurora's dad owns a F1 company, a racing uh-huh. brand. Fenrir, my God, that was so funny when I read that. I'm like, I see you. You're just trying to get on that that hype. I have more qualms. Oh, yeah, sorry, go on. I'm deviating. <laughs> it's fine. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. <sighs> Once again, we have Itty Bitty Tiny Blonde Girl. Okay, yep. A huge, massive, uh, Gug Enthuin, six foot four. Hey, that's Luke. Let's go six five. Six foot five man. <laughs> wow, you're upping him. What a compliment. Lo and behold, how am I going to make this penis fit inside me? <laughs> we'll make it fit. Oh my god. I... <laughs> you hate it so much. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. You took it so great, baby girl. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're taking it so well. <laughs> what is that thing? Hang on, I need a, I need a pen. I need a pen. I need a pen. <laughs> it is S U A T T D L A G G. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Shut up and take this dick like a good girl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with that. <laughs> anyway, I am. <laughs> just your reaction. Yeah, and just yeah, oh, for this. T- oh. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> really bamboozled yourself. Like, do I want to expose myself? <laughs> do it. Just do it. Who cares? Okay. I have known guys like Russ, I guess. I don't know, who are perceived as like the quiet type. And then you get them in a bedroom and they're very dominating. Wild. <laughs> Wildfire, if you will, in the bedroom. <laughs> okay. So I get it. But also, I don't know. It's just in every single book. I'm over it. I'm over the big giant penis not fitting in her tiny little <laughs> vulva vagina. Okay. All right. Because I get that. if you are turned on enough, okay, your body will do it. It's fine. Just relax into it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> if a baby can come out, a dick can go in. That is a very fair point. That is such a fair point. <laughs> a baby has more width than a penis. That's for sure. Do you have a 10 centimetre wide dick? <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But in back to that, though, about, like, I don't know, the, in the bedroom, it's nice that Russ didn't even have that super, like, vulgar, dirty talk as well. Like, it, it was very reserved and very kind of more polite about it. It was very sweet. It's, yeah. a, it's the kind of dirty talk I like. Yeah, and it's it just made sense for his character because often you get these really nice and sweet and in a way, commanding type of characters. But as soon as the bedroom door shuts, they're like, got the foulest mouth ever. And it, yeah. it's obviously, it's off-putting. But for us, it made sense for him. And I really enjoyed that. And I liked how he nicknamed her Sweetheart. And it was just so sweet and so cute. Maybe it was down bad because I feel so sorry for the guy. <laughs> Claire is sad. <laughs> I am sad. Um, I liked how 
they did the little like gen- Jenga game at the start. Because oh, yeah. also, who hadn't played a game of drunk gen- yeah, yeah, Jenga? Yeah, yeah. It really brought, it brought us back to our revenue. I felt seen. Yeah, well, I was never invited to those ones. But... <laughs> I'm just going to go kill myself now. <laughs> no, <don't. laughs> No, but like at parties. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Let's still play them. Um, who has it? And then Rora, obviously, Rora, Aurora, Rory, whatever, <laughs> is giving Russ a lap dance per a Jenga block, and he's reciting Dead Presidents, <laughs> which is so funny, because again, who, who hasn't been there? <laughs> How respectful, though. He really just doesn't want to burn yeah. it, though. <laughs> it's yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, and then also, I love these scenes as well when the guy has a boner or whatever, and then the girl gets up to leave, and he's like, "We're gonna need to stay here for a little bit, like yeah. <laughs> just wait on, please, yeah. <laughs> yeah, please give me a couple minutes." <laughs> I love there was another moment. I don't know if it was the strip, de- uh, not the strip, the lap dance, or if it was something else. But he was like, "I ran out of presidents. I have to go to Stanley Cup winners." It was just so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was just so funny. It's, it's a very kind of charming book as well. No plot, love romance is what gets you going, and then this book would be perfect for you. And it's, like, quite funny as well in moments. He is just... Oh, Russ is just the ultimate G, you know? He is, yeah, yeah. Like, I would fucking... I'm actually quite him. glad we got his book first then, because Henry you would have expected to be first because he had much of a gr- better, I suppose, interpersonal relationship with Stasi and Icebreaker, so you would assume that he would be next, but apparently not. Also into when they go up to his bedroom and they're like, we're going to fuck or whatever. They don't say that, but, you know, that's what, that's what they're thinking. This is the abridged uh, version. Yeah. <laughs> and Russ performs the cunnilingus. Um, <laughs> first of all, props to him because not many men go there, but they expect the BJ. <laughs> okay. So good on him. And then also, though, sad times when <laughs> Russ goes to the bathroom <laughs> afterwards. Hyping himself up. Poor guy, he's hyping himself up to ask her out. And she's like, oh, he must be talking on the phone to bide time so that I'll leave. So she just leaves. (laughs) Wow, what a wild assumption to make. Yeah. (laughs) All right, this is my qualm. The fact that this book is oddly, or even Aurora, is so self-aware. Like, we did the miscommunication thing. (laughs) It's not very main character of me. It's like, ah, no, stop it. I literally, ah. I was going to bring that up. That's not a qualm for me. I like that because I, I think because Hannah Grace is young. So I appreciate authors who are in the demographic of their readers. Yeah. And so they use, yeah, this language that we can relate to. Of course. And it makes sense in this universe because, yeah, they're in college mm-hmm. and Aurora yeah, is like, I love romance novels or whatever. But so it makes sense. What doesn't make sense is writers like... Don't, don't, you don't have to say if you don't want to. Okay, other books that we have read this year where, like, TikTok and Snapchat are mentioned okay, by, yeah. like, older authors and then right. older people. And, like, it doesn't make sense in the universe that they're in or, like, what they're experiencing. And then that takes me out of it. But this is funny because this is how these young college people written by a young person would talk. Fair enough. Yep, I agree with that. I know in the moment I just cringed, but like the miscommunication thing is a very fine and fair excuse because yes, you literally did miscommunicate, but it was more like just the this is not a very main character moment. And I'm like, oh, please. It was just in the moment, it was just a bit cringy, but I do agree with you though. It makes sense. You've, you've given me clarity. You know what? I take everything I said back. Thank you. <laughs> you changed my mind. Um, any other qualms do you have, Kenzie? Oh, a bit of a fun thing. I really enjoyed that there was an abundance of dogs and they're all named after fish species. Oh, yes. <laughs> Normally, I hate those little t- little quirks, but I don't know. It just tickled my brain in the right spe- in the right place, you know? It felt right. Other things that I enjoyed in this book, Jewel Pov. We love a Jewel Pov, mm-hmm. always, because Single Pov, now that I've read a lot of Jewel Pov books, Single Pov, sometimes I get a little bit draggy on. Is it necessarily first person point of view or just like even then third person where it's it's general about everybody? You get a bit of everybody. Yeah. Good girl. We love a good girl. Always. (laughs) Again, this book gave me the warm and fuzzies like the ex-hex did because it's all about a found family and I fucking love found family (laughs) tropes because, yeah, life isn't about what you're born into but what you create with what you were given 
and oh, I love it. And I will. That's it. That is a hill I will die on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever yeah. in life and in books. Fair enough. I was just gonna, gonna say in death. Like you're gonna find a spiritual family when you die. <laughs> yeah, because let's talk about Maple Hills. Let's talk about Akita. Let's talk about Tog. Let's talk about House of Night if we must. Let's talk- <laughs> no, let's not go there, please. Let's talk about Plated Prisoner. Let's talk about Hunger Games. Let's talk about... Okay, um, can't stop. Yeah, 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 stop, stop, stop. (laughs) No, yeah, I get it. Yeah, nothing beats a found family situation as well. And it happens, obviously, in life as well. Going off that, I suppose, especially in this type of book series where every character seems to have issues with their families, like, it just highlights the found family aspect even more. And then in the process of their found family, they find their forever love almost and then they start off branching out into their own intimate families as well in the meantime while also maintaining the one big family aspect which is great (laughs) it's the adopted in you because you were chosen (laughs) this is true oh my only qualm this is also a part of this whole miscommunication thing if we can fast forward into the book a little bit more it was when russ got a call from his brother saying, oh, dad's in hospital, can you go see him? And then he tells his counsellor, look, I'm going to have to duck out for a day or two for personal reasons, sure. He comes back and then Aurora's like, you left me. Very sad face. I just thought that's... That's manipulative. Breaking my little love illusion right now because, to be fair, personal reasons doesn't mean he's never coming back. Yeah. And, like, he didn't have to tell her anything. To be... Let's... All right, let's break this timeline down a bit. They've known each other for, like, ten weeks. Is she entitled to that sort of information despite having this huge ass crush on I him? can understand where because they have been, you know, disclosing this information to each other about their dads, etc, etc. And, yeah, it's like Kentucky romances or, like, yeah. schoolies romances or it's, whatever. They're everything in a real bubble. Yeah, everything is heightened because you're in a bubble and it's going to end and there is, like, a start and end date. So I can understand how she would feel upset i don't yeah i don't think she had the right to be manipulative in that you left me and you didn't say anything because yeah all he heard was yeah his dad was in an accident and is in hospital so i don't know i feel like it would be worse because if you'd said that to someone oh my dad's in an accident he's in the hospital i'm going i feel like then they would be texting you like oh keep me updated like what's going on blah blah, blah when you're probably not in that mental headspace to discuss whatever it is whereas if it's just like oh it's personal stuff like i'm sure she could have deduced Sure. What was yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah, like it would. It obviously took him a lot to leave, so it had to be something significant. But yeah, it's just that turning it that into a sad moment for her. Um, yeah. Almost. But then they resolved it straight away, kind of like Icebreaker. Like they would have small little conflicts, whether it be Nate and his dad and stuff, or if it's Stasi and who was it, Aaron and all that. Yeah. Whatever. All their little conflicts. It was always resolved relatively quickly, and it just moved on. And I liked that. That style of writing and the continuity of Hannah Grace's writing in that regard is still flowing strong. Yeah. And I appreciate, I appreciate that. Because it's unnecessary to drag things out and then otherwise you're just being immature for the characters. Yeah. But yeah, that was the other real qualm. And then that was another moment where she said, oh, we just miscommunicated, didn't we? Not really. She made an assumption, but okay. That's like, yeah, are you self-aware enough to figure that out or are you just <laughs> feeling bad? Alrighty. Do you have any more qualms, Kenzie? Um, not off the top of my head and not in my notes. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> We're just bouncing between qualms and this is what I enjoyed. Qualms, this is what I enjoyed. <laughs> Back and forth. And then, yeah, this book is a relatively small book. It's like 360-odd pages. It's a good day read. Um, and, yeah, it just flows nicely th- throughout the span of the 10 weeks. Like, we get a few chapters of the team-building exercises with uh, the counsellors of the Brown Bear Squad, um, where we meet... Xander, Amelia, Maya, Clay, and obviously Aurora and Russ. And I love how it's only centered around their camp because it'd be very easy to have a rival camp, like a rival squad moment, like a very camp rock vibe. I was going to say, like, camp rock. <laughs> except, camp, except camp rock had, a, had their final jam, like, that was their big plot point. <laughs> and with less coke. <laughs> And that's where I thought this talent show was going to be a big deal because, you know, there has to be something big towards the end, but it was really, like, brushed over and I was like, alright. Also, summer camps really freaked me out because I don't think we have these things in Australia. Like, I know we have school holiday programs and some camps, but it'll be 
you know, I don't know, maybe like a week at the most or whatever. Or I remember doing holiday programs and you went for the day and then you got picked up. I couldn't imagine sending my kid off somewhere for eight weeks. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'd get tonsillitis at least three times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe with your kiddos growing up, you'll have to find out these holiday programs and see what actually goes on. I love holiday programs. I know about holiday like activity programs but i don't know i'm gonna google if australia has summer camps it's giving like it's giving camp america that whole like yeah program summer program oh i wanted to do that so bad yeah i remember it being adventurous and like everyone wanted to do or be a part of camp america and like it just never happened mostly all i'm seeing is like day programs either yeah day programs or week programs maybe australian parents actually love their children and want to spend time with them yeah, I mean, I guess you could just sign your kid up for, like, four weeks in a row. But... <laughs> <laughs> They'll get bored real quick. In putting trust in these, like, barely legal adults to look after them. Okay, let me talk about this because, yes. Also, as a person who now has qualified teacher friends, <laughs> yeah. like, these are the people that were responsible for us. And even <laughs> yeah. in high school, because, yeah, I have a t- friends that teach high school. I was like, What? You know what they're doing on the weekends. You know, yeah, yeah. Now I know why they came in, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna watch a movie today, or we're gonna watch a video, or we're gonna do a pop quiz, like straight up." They're still (laughs) coming down. (laughs) I mean, they they have the right to live their life. Yeah, but yeah, the expectation of it is so funny. Yeah, I worked with someone as well. He was actually a couple of them and they were dishwashers where at the place where I used to work and they started high school the year I finished high school oh my god which was that, terrifying that make like, you feel I'm so old, old. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah had an existential crisis right there yeah and I was responsible for them <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for them and now you have two kids I suppose it's a different type of responsibility Obviously, the progression of this book, yeah, loved the team bonding exercises there to establish, like, character personalities and teamwork. Did you also think Clay was going to be a, more of a problem? Yeah, I don't know. It felt like he was just kind of thrown in to create some conflict. To be creepy. But then, yeah, to be creepy. And then it just kind of fizzled. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's that line between, yeah, are you going to make it a thing or not? Because if you don't, does it then just come across as like, oh, well, he's just misunderstood? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or if it's all, yeah, just a ploy to bring out Russ's jealousy side. And obviously a lot of this time is spent with Russ and Aurora being paired up for certain activities as well. Like they did first aid together, blah, blah, blah. They. Oh, I liked how, um, sorry, how their friends switched because you get two days off a week or whatever because you get your weekend and so everyone was switching days off so that aurora and russ could have their days off together yeah which was sweet and um yeah the leader jenna jenna yeah 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 who was like she's like what's the point of me even writing a schedule (laughs) if none of you stick to it yeah (laughs) so funny if you make up your own anyway i mean so long as you're covered it doesn't harm anybody and no one in that group seemed to have any sort of particular strengths or talents like one of them wasn't like a lifeguard or anything that needed to be on swimming mm. duties all the time etc etc because i'm pretty sure sorry it was mentioned that they had separate lifeguards as well oh sure like, like they yeah they just they just had to yeah know the basics but then they had like actual lifeguards yeah yeah it's just in that that no one had a particular like affliction to a a skill that they would required all the time or they were preferred it was everyone just rotated around equally And I did like that we didn't have to spend a lot of time of them essentially babysitting the kids or going through activities. Very much like how. Mundane activities. Yeah, very much like Icebreaker in that. I mean, it's a university ice hockey, ice skating book, but there was hardly any ice skating or ice hockey. And in this case, there was hardly any progression with the kids, which was great. Yeah. And I liked how the kids. um, So I enjoyed how the kids were kind of a plot device. They always are. Yeah, they're like, oh, you have a crush on Russ. Or like, Russ is in love with you, which is so cute. Because kids, they know everything. They see see everything. Yeah, and they have no filters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And this one kid was like, "Uh, you look at Russ the way my dad looks at my papa or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just Gay rights. Yeah, gay rights. (laughs) (laughs) 
in the beginning, especially now that we had the like icebreaker characters and then we had Aurora and like her squad, like we had what, mm. Amelia, we had Mason, we have a ride. I'm yeah. like, there. I was getting really worried. I was like, there's too many characters now yeah. in this universe. Like, what the fuck is going on? I know, I need the string board. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out like Ryan and Mason are irrelevant essessentially anyway, but yeah. Oh, and gay rights with um, Aurora's friend as well. Yeah, Amelia and Poppy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Poppy. Hey. She's getting popular, that name. And then we have some, like, cliche book moments because, of course, we do. There's a storm situation Ooh, and Aurora is a little screwed. Oh, I loved, I loved, I loved how, sorry, they get caught together and then they, like, go and try and plead their case to Jenna or whatever. <laughs> and Jenna's like, if I fired everyone who broke the rules, like, I wouldn't have staff like yeah yeah i mean that's fair and valid yeah because she's like we can tell you not to fraternize with each other but you're gonna do it anyway but she's like i knew this whole time she's like i saw him when the storm was on like walking to your cabin like i knew (laughs) yeah yeah i love how jen was like big sister slash mother-esque to aurora she she was what she needed in that moment as well and they had that yeah that banter and that friendliness and familiarity about each other as well which was great i love yeah that trope of when two characters falling in love and they're trying to deny it but everyone else around them is watching them and everyone else knows it like you idiots (laughs) yeah yeah i mean they knew early on i like that they had quick concise conversations as well and established where they what they are and everything like that and then yeah everyone else was helping them sneak around and have moments and stuff it was pretty fun and pretty cute as well but yeah we love a storm cliche that's when they kiss and then have sex for the first time which was nice for them um, oh, and I love, there's, I think, the first time at the house when they go to have sex, like at the party, Russell doesn't have Oh, yeah, that's when, they, ha- that's when yeah. they do it for the first time. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the first time on camp. Anyway, but Aurora does. And then at camp, it happens again. And he has to go and, like, raid Xander's stash. Um, anyway, but that was just, I like that trip. Yeah, them scrambling because they're impatient and they need the release now. Just other, like, moments throughout the summer camp was... Russ had his birthday, and of course he's oh, a little yes. bit shy and doesn't like that sort of attention. Oh, but Rory got all the hockey boys there. Yeah, I know, that was so sweet. Um, and I loved how the deal was that they all had to wear visitor like lanyards and stuff all day and not yeah. be alone with the kids because they're running a serious fucking business and they don't know who yeah. these people are. No pedos allowed, obviously. Which is fair enough. And so Russ and Aurora have coordinated their day off together or the group has allowed them to have that day off together so they can celebrate Russ's birthday. They go on a little ice cream date. And this is where we learn that Russ doesn't want to play hockey professionally, which I was surprised because obviously you have the assumption that you're playing on a college hockey team, like your goal in life, because <laughs> he's a goalie, is to play professionally and he doesn't want that. And that's be- And he doesn't want it because he doesn't want to become famous, which is a pretty bold assumption that you're going to be famous Mm. and then he has that sort of conflict about aurora because because aurora then explains because she's a part her father owns the f1 stuff that she is famous sort of by default or a socialite by default and if they're going to be together he's going to be subject subjected to that whether he likes it or not and so that was almost going to be a nice little conflict point because i was like you know what that's a very fair and valid reason because he respects and wants his privacy but then who was it? I think it was Xander. He was like, well, Nate's probably going to be famous and then you're his friend, so you're going to be famous by default and listed a couple of other reasons. And I was like, you know what? Xander actually has a fair point. So, yeah, I was a little bit worried about that conflict point. But again, it was all resolved. Yeah. And that it was so refreshing, I think, for Aurora to be aware of that as well. You know, before we get into this, Russ, I know you're a private person and there's issues, but you know, my dad's famous, I'm kind of famous. Sometimes I've been in the paper, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and obviously her sister has become a famous socialite as well, so there's really no hiding this. It's giving Tell Swift Joe Elwin. Yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yes, I love that the hockey boy is rocked up to celebrate his birthday. Yes, so cute. And then Russ and Aurora have their first date, which is really cute. They have, like, a little tailgate out in the countryside little movie situation happening and of course the movie is ratatouille because they made a joke about i don't know she was painting something and she was like if i pull yet this hair mm, this do that yeah. or whatever yeah it was funny it was pretty cute and then he reiterates the ice rink incident because he 
it's he feels as though that incident was one of his biggest embarrassing moments and like he's felt so ashamed and guilty since then because he feels bad that Nate had to take the blame. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We also learn that uh, Aurora's dad is getting married as well at some point. Fun. He wants her to be there, but not because he loves her, but because he wants this public perception that their family isn't falling apart. Yes. Hasn't, <laughs> hasn't fallen apart to save family face. She initially agrees because, you know, that's what she feels she's expected to do. But then she asks if she can bring a plus one. Yeah. Obviously, Raz, and her dad's like, no. I mean, that's fair. Okay, I mean, fair, because I, for my wedding, I my initial big wedding, not my wedding that happened, my initial big wedding, I wasn't going to allow a family member to bring their boyfriend, because I hadn't met him. That's fair. And fair enough, yeah, because I was like, I'm not going to pay for this random person to attend my wedding, who, yeah, I haven't met. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't have, like, a good connection or relationship with them anyway, yeah, what's the point? Again, weddings are not reunions. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but also, I feel like, and this might just be from popular culture and stuff, I feel like I've seen a lot of things about weddings or whatever where, you know, you need a wedding date or you need an engagement party date or whatever, and it's kind of always out of town. And so, yeah, people take a date, a get a random, not a random person, but someone they form a connection with, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, to weddings. Like, Spanish love deception. Yeah, the family's never met them. Oh, they assume that he's her boyfriend, because she's been lying to her entire family. But, but the intention yeah. there is different. They expect her to bring somebody, though. Yeah. Also, well, even um, the hating game, which we did, how he takes Lucy to his brother's wedding. Again, it was one of those things where he's, he's there was an expectation already placed upon him to bring somebody. I think this is a different situation, <laughs> respectfully, because <laughs> it's 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 that media joke where you know everyone knows that they haven't you know been in a relationship for a while, so they have to bring somebody to a wedding to prove that they're in a relationship. Blah, blah, okay, well I feel like I've seen that a lot of times. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is different, and I feel like this is valid. <laughs> like she's known this guy for five weeks. Come on. <laughs> I know. Also, but I can see both sides because it's an sure. engagement party. Yeah. And because it's her dad. Like, is it like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, because, um, like, who's she going to know there apart from her family? Or I mean, her dad? Yeah, no, that's fair. So, that's fair. yeah. Right, 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 whatever. Anyway, <laughs> no, but also, like, I'm the person who's like, no, you can't bring that person. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're, on, you're on both sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, and obviously, at the end of the day, Aurora doesn't go because fuck you, father. Fair enough. Um, we have a visiting day situation where Russ's dad rocks up and... Aurora's mother rocks up and they both have their sort of healing conversations with each other, mm. which is really nice. I like just like the parallels of their journeys through the relationships between their parents as well. Like it's yeah. a similar path. Um, but I suppose it had to happen otherwise. Just the equality of it all. The equality. <laughs> so Russ's dad pretty much not apologizes, but he, he acknowledges his past behaviors and his addictions and how it affected Russ and he has pledged that he is going to do better. He is going to fix himself. He wants his old family back together, essentially, which is great. This is a, a nice healing grand gesture from, the, from a parent. However. Ooh, however. All right. Is he not just doing the 12 steps? The 12 steps. I'm not familiar. Of recovery? Sure. You have to admit your life has become un- unmanageable. The first step in facing your problem is admitting you have a problem. But is that not a good, good behavior, though? Just because yeah, it's, but also it's like he could just be he could just be making amends. Is that still not is that not okay? <laughs> yeah, but he could just. Why have I been blocked from recovery.org? Great. Now I'm not gonna ever be able to overcome my addictions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, like it's good, but also I feel like maybe he's just doing the twelve steps and he's making his amends or whatever. And you can fall off that horse anytime. I don't trust it. I don't trust okay. it. Okay. I feel, but I feel like <laughs> given the nature of these books, you know, yeah. everyone gets a bit of a happy ending. And get their closure and make their amends. So I feel like... Oh, well, his dad was in the epilogue, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah, he was building shit. Which has shown, which has shown progress. Yeah, <laughs> you take it back. <laughs> I, you've convinced me about something and I've inadvertently convinced you about something. So we're even. Yes. <laughs> and then conversely, Aurora and her mum have a good talk about why Aurora's dad doesn't necessarily like her. Um, and it is, in fact, because she looks like her mother and he obviously hates her mother. 
And for a while, there was, like, a cheating allegation. Yeah. I think, like, that's so shit, though. Like, just because, like, you look like your parent who you despise, you're like, well, I'm going to hate you, too, because you look like your mother. And that's like, no. That's not fair. you got to (laughs) separate each other. Yeah. And I liked the revelation that Elsa was also doing the thing where she is acting out for attention, and then Aurora was essentially copying her just because it worked. Monkey see, monkey do. But unfortunately, it's for the wrong reasons. Which is great. So I liked that he, those healing conversations. Because then they're not like lingering and wallowing in it and it's being mm. productive and you're being adults mm. and you're mm. willing to overcome these things and move on. For sure, for sure. And then they just have like a final day at camp. They just all hang out and drink and stuff and that's fun. Underage drink, naughty people. That's okay. Russ <laughs> is 21 now. So oh yeah, Russ is now 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know, I was just really skimming. I think um, Russ and Aurora confirmed boyfriend-girlfriend now. That's lovely. Oh, yeah, this happened. On the final day when they're packing, Aurora answers Russ's phone because it's his brother Ethan talking about how Russ needs to come home because Dad needs to make amends, which I was confused about because I thought they already made their amends. But anyway, and then Russ got... (laughs) And then Russ got really pissed off that she answered the phone because he didn't want her to know that her dad had that level of addiction with the gambling and all that type of stuff. And he wigged out. Yeah, but also... Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, Russell is mad. But also, it's Ethan's fault because she just answered or whatever. And then Ethan just decides to spill all the family secrets. Because (laughs) who hasn't been, like, near someone's phone and answered it and been like, oh, this is John's phone or whatever? Like, I'd be, I'm just like, yo, this is, for example, Kenzie's phone. Can I leave a message? Can you leave a message or something? Yeah, exactly. Can I pass on a message? Yeah, I've answered my mum's phone and be like, oh, hi, it's Mackenzie. Like, she's busy. Like, do you want me to leave it? Yeah, leave a message. And it'd be like, all right, can you tell him dad's home and to go see him? Like, you don't need to be like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, think, I feel like that's silly. That And of course, that's towards the end of the book as well. And like, of well, course. Of course, it always has to be a fight and then a resolution. Yeah, and they overcome it and they realize they truly love each other and they're truly going to support each other f- forever. Yeah. And yeah, Ethan, as Russ's brother, is just a dickhead. I don't like him at all. Just manipulating him to get. Manipulating Russ to come back. Despite him running away, ironically. Damn, I really felt that relationship, though. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. Um, and then, yeah, we that pretty much ends it, ends it off. The end of the book is everyone, the icebreaker boys, hockey boys, and everyone is back. Because Aurora and Russell have opened a bookshop. Oh, yeah, and there's an epilogue when they do that. Yeah. Yep, oh, because... yeah, sorry. I was... Uh, sorry. <laughs> the last part of the book, I just went straight to the epilogue. That's okay. And yeah, because I think on their first date, they were driving around or they had a day off and they were getting stuff. And Aurora's like, oh, I would want to open a bookstore one day in this place. And Russ is like, fantastic. He jokingly was like, oh, because there was the jokes about having three bowling alley shops. Fucking oh, yeah. must be nice. It's hard to get our own pro shop down here and they get to have fucking three in fuck nowhere. Jesus. <laughs> And yeah, everyone's at the bookshop opening. It's great. Stassi has her kids. Other players have their kids. I was going to say, yeah, there's a couple of little hockey kids running around. I, prob- I don't know if I read it wrong, but it seemed like Henry, Henry's wife, who has remained unnamed. Up until this point. I don't think I saw a name. <laughs> yeah, but I know a name now. Okay. But yeah, and I think I may have read it wrong because I was skimming, like, she's pregnant as well at some point. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um... Oh, and I loved how Aurora was talking to Russ's dad and he ended up becoming, like, uh, the father-in-law that she kind of always wanted. He Like, he helped her and he supported her and he built a lot of stuff for the bookstore and stuff. So I love that sort of full circle moment as well. They got their support where they wanted it and everyone lives happily ever after. Despite no plot, great read. Oh, wait, should we do our stars before we jump into this? Oh, okay, sure. All right. We are going to throw it away to the stars that listen. This is the part of the potty where we read a one-star review and a five-star review from Goodreads just for shits and gigs. We start with the one-star review first because we want to end on a positive note. I have two of each. Shall I kick off with the one-star review? There are two paragraphs. Two separate ones. One's a paragraph. All right, my first one-star review. And we don't search really far for these, so these could pop up if you are ever searching Goodreads yourself. Goodreads reviews. All right, this one says... 
I am so sad because I loved Icebreaker and I was so excited for this book. The main characters were very boring and all they did was talk about their traumas literally for the entire book, which was very annoying. There was very little mention of the other characters from Icebreaker and there was no hockey, even though it was supposed to be about a hockey player. Also, why does the male main character keep folding her clothes? Question mark. <laughs> Russ is so good. He's sweet, kind, shy. He's tidy. Okay. He's... I feel like that person, and I know that we always fight with the one stars, but <laughs> I feel like that person didn't really get it. And it's like, it's, it's not a hockey book. It's just, uh, they happen to be hockey players. All right. And this next one star review, I DNF'd at chapter 34. I was trying so hard to push through at the end. Everything was there, but it felt underdeveloped. It felt like the author was just trying to check off things that could be tagged on TikTok. all right what are your one star reviews kenzie what the fuck was this there was no plot hello (laughs) (laughs) so succinct Uh, so concise um and then this was versus an icebreaker how are people liking this are y'all high on cheap drugs hello there was no plot too many daddy issues and it was both and too many daddy issues that the both it was oh my god there was literally no plot and too many daddy issues that it was both the main character's entire personality. Curious how this was approved to be released. It needs a major rework. <laughs> oh no. Alright, I'll kick off my five star reviews. I have two again. The first one, so good. Personally, thought the plot was better than that of Icebreaker. Just the right amount of spice. Alright, that was weird. Probably how I said it anyway. Had me giggling and kicking my feet. Loved Russ and Aurora. An easy read. Uh, and then within the screenshot, there was another one. It was five stars just because they didn't break up once. Thank God for that. But then here's my other proper five star, other five star review. It's a bit of a paragraph. I absolutely love this book from the very beginning. The chemistry between Aurora and Russ was everything. Russ was a total sweetheart and just so adorable. Aurora was super cute and awesome. They were both going through so much family wise and it was beautiful the way they were there for each other. They grew together as both individuals and as a couple working their way through life. The banter was so amazing and it just felt natural. I loved how we got to see the other characters from Icebreaker spread throughout the book. I can't wait for Henry's book. I know it's going to be amazing as well. Though I love Icebreaker, this is my fave so far in the series. And yours, Kenzie? Alright. Mine is just simply Hannah did it again and I love her for it. (laughs) Wow, you really... (laughs) One sentence queen. (laughs) Well, there's a lot I found were like full essays. Yeah, no, it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I don't have the time for this. Okay, um, we're gonna stay on the call, but for everyone else, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore club. From there, you'll find our uh, link tree in the bio, which will take you to all the places where we are. Yes, love that. And uh, this is the first potty of ep- of twenty twenty four. I forgot to mention that. Yay. Oh yeah, so Happy New Year. We hope you all had a wonderful Christmas or whatever you celebrate. Yep, yep. Hopefully everyone had a fun and safe time. Um, I don't know what's going to ha- be thrown out there next week. I, we, I don't know if we've decided, but whatever's out next week, be sure to re- listen to it and enjoy it. Bye! Bye!